You're listening to the Everyday Astrology Podcast. I'm Hilary Scott, your astrologer, and I'm here to bring you the current planetary conditions. So I hope you've had a lovely couple weeks and that you've been holding it together. It's definitely a pretty potent time, a, a definitely a time to, well, it's fall. So we've just had the fall equinox, which helps us kind of turn inward because the energies are changing but also making us realize that the importance of our relationships and our connections with others as the sun travels through Libra it's very important to be able to like negotiate and sort out what our needs are and what our loved ones needs are and how we can meet all those needs and connect with each other in helpful ways but it's not always easy So with this new moon on October 6th, depending on where you are, obviously, it's at 7.05 a.m. Eastern, October 6th. And Mercury, or not Mercury, Pluto will be going direct shortly after, about, I guess, hours later at 2.29 p.m. So not only do we have a new moon, and it's in a very kind of tumultuous time in the world but it's connecting with Mars and also Mercury in Libra so there's a conjunction of all of that energy Mars can be like our oomph and our drive and our desire to protect and stand up and take action it's very powerful and then connected to Mercury there could be this sort of real impetus for us to take action with communication and and take action on our communications in some way, make a move. Like there could be like short tempers. There could be, yeah, it's tricky because you're going to want to make a move. You're going to want to do something, especially with Pluto turning direct. There's this like Pluto's the transformer. It's, It's always evolving, always you know, asking you what you can let go of so that you can continue growing. So it requires like a sacrifice of something that's oftentimes things we don't want to let go of, right? Like ideas or people or, you know, belief systems that we think are keeping us safe or whatever our worldview is might need to be let go of. And so it can be a painful time because Pluto... You know, it's not painful if we're willing to transform. Often it's invigorating and enlivening and you feel you come to your power through this process. But, you know, sometimes it's a trip through the underworld and it's pretty hard to be able to face what's there and, you know, be willing to transform it. But that's what we're being called to do right now. So especially with Mars, we might feel combative. We might feel protective. We might be... Um, really angry or really pissed off about something that seems unjust. And it's in Libra too, right? Mercury is there as well. And so Libra does concern itself with fairness and being concerned with all sides of the story. And this sort of like, that Libras really make good lawyers because of that. So they can kind of see, even maybe if they're like defending a criminal, they're like, well, this they can see, they can see all the sides. So in that way, it can be an important way to look at the world, but it can also be tricky because seeing all the sides is great, but sometimes you need to make a decision. Sometimes you need to um, 
take a side, essentially. Sometimes it's a life or death situation that you need to make a decision about and you can't you can't sit on the fence anymore. So there is that tricky energy with Libra that, oh, it's so wonderful and open-minded and fair, but it's also can be incredibly indecisive. And it can also be slippery where it will um, avoid conflict by being deceitful, by kind of telling you what you want to hear, by reflecting back to the people what they want to see or know about the person that they're dealing with. So if you're interacting with someone more um, decisive, for instance, that trait of being very kind of slippery and not decisive or direct can make it seem like the Libra energy isn't trustworthy or that it's sneaky. And you know, that doesn't work for all signs. Air signs are okay with that. They're they're okay with the sort of like, you know, less, I'm trying to like massage this so it's not insulting, but air signs aren't necessarily concerned with authenticity. They're more concerned with ideas and communication. So it can change very quickly. It's air, right? It can, the wind can blow and off you go. So if that energy is connected at all to more, um, like energy that needs to be honest and forthright, it can, it, it can be a problem. So there could be possible opportunity for conflict through all this energy. And the very next day after the new moon, which connects to it, the seventh is very powerful. The moon will move into Scorpio out of Libra and the Venus will move out of Scorpio into Sagittarius. So, you know, our, our relationships or our values might go from being very sort of heavy and like Scorpionic where we're worried about loyalty and trust and uh, honesty and depth and like a Scorpio never wants to be at a superficial party chit-chatting. It's always wanting more of a like heart connection and what they're doing is like from the soul so when venus moves into sagittarius it's much more light and free and like maybe you know i guess sagittarius can be quite not just necessarily light because it can be very much a truth seeker or a seeker of new ideas and the ultimate truth and what the like where the beliefs come from. It can be very deep thinker and philosophical, but it's not necessarily going to be tied down to sort of the emotional dynamics in a way that, let's say, Scorpio would have been. So it can be kind of a breath of fresh air coming in with this new moon. Always it's a good time to, like it might be good to lay low in that you're not like instigating anything. Don't go to dangerous places. Try and recognize that like these days after the new moon too we've got coming up the moon goes to Scorpio and then it's squaring Pluto and Saturn which a square isn't is is a difficult thing it can be like forced energy where where something is forced maybe emotionally you're forced into something or you're uh, like you have to work something out that seems impossible to work out or you're in a corner. Like there's just, it's at cross purposes. So the emotional energy and the desire for transformation and the discipline are kind of at, at a standstill or at an impasse. So you might be feeling that. And then on the 8th, we have 
the sun and Mars conjoining, that's a lot of energy, like a lot of, it's in Libra. So that kind of softens it a little bit, I would say, but it, you know, it's, it's a powerful impetus. Maybe it's like an impetus to fairness or justice or harmony. Like that's what the fight will be for. So with Mars and Mercury together, the impetus to communicate what you're experiencing is going to be super strong and in Libra it could be very much justice seeking or harmony seeking trying to sort something out which is pretty great because we want to sort things out we don't want things to stay all muddled up or miscommunicated and if you can go in and know that you are trying to communicate for the greater good then this is the sort of energy on the ninth that can help you do that, can help you connect in a way that's beneficial for the whole family. And it's it's actually happening, or family, or organization, or relationship, whatever it is that you need to communicate in, there is a powerful urge to do that. And there is like a, a sextile between the moon and Pluto giving the opportunity for transformation of something that's possibly has been difficult, like movement can happen now. And also there's a sextile to Saturn, which gives us sort of the the understanding of the need for focus and discipline and commitment and family and legacy and thinking about the generations that come behind us. So this sorting out what might not be right in your relationships or your family is very powerful because you can, if you can do it in the present, you can actually also kind of unravel the complications down the genetic line, like back into the past and forward into the future. So it's worth the effort. There might be, you know, it could be a a little volatile or loud or, you know, a lot of energy, a lot of of energy that's moving and needs to move to clear things out. There's also a conjunction with Venus that day. So it it does give a very big, like, I guess the conjunction with the moon and Venus allows us, and it's going like right near the galactic center, allows us to tap into the truth, being in Sagittarius and value the truth, value honesty, value, Um, authenticity and new ideas and opening our minds and connecting globally very Sagittarian or even galactically because the galactic center is right in Sagittarius so there is this higher ideas flooding the planet right now and I think that that one good thing that we could think of coming from this is truth rising and understanding of what's going on in the world surfacing in in all minds not just you know some minds that happen to go digging but in all minds the truth can be revealed so I think that our world needs that (laughs) I think that let's let's pick that one that will have an awakening in a way that is protective for people protective for children protective you know for animals for your relationships for your loved ones and that being authentic and coming from the truth is what we need to heal as a community and as a society. So right before, that's a great day for focusing on those sorts of communications and and you might be feeling as Saturn goes direct. Saturn will be going direct the next day. And so it's, it's stopped moving and that 
kind of digs in the heels of the energy so you can get a feeling for how to be disciplined, what you need to do, what you need to focus on, what you, what legacy you want to leave. I know that's thinking super big. It's like, yeah, I want to have a five-year plan, but what, how will your five-year plan lead to what you will leave behind when you go or what you're offering society now even? What, how do you, and how does your energy and your growth, I mean, even just being you and pursuing your like joyful self-actualization is like a wonderful beam of light for the rest of the world to be able to emulate. So it doesn't always have to seem like this giant altruistic thing you're doing for society because if you can clean up and organize and create your dreams come true in your own life, then that trickles out into the rest of the world and that's a wonderful contribution. When this when Saturn goes direct, it's 10:17 p.m. Eastern on the 10th there's a lot of of energy moving forward this month after having been kind of stuck in looking back for a long time so it could be really like it makes me think of kind of explosive or like having a um like a slingshot where you pull back the thing and you're pulling back and then just let go and bam it shoots off the energy so it's that kind of possible forward movement opportunity going on right now the day that Saturn goes direct, there is a lot of like sextile aspects from the moon in Sagittarius to Mercury and to Mars and to the sun. That's all really helpful opportunity. Like what can you do to kind of lean into the discipline and get, get doing what you have to do. Make sure that you are like being responsible, being brave, being focused, the Saturn stuff, not being afraid to like lean into hard work, basically. <laughs> That's Saturn. And the more you lean into the hard work of Saturn, the less you're likely to experience the burden and the grief and all those things that can be very Saturnian as well. So the energy is moving forward again and we can move forward too, which is really a relief, actually. There is a square to Neptune th the exact same time that Saturn goes direct and Neptune, Neptune is tricky business because on one level, it connects us to our spiritual selves, the cosmos, the galaxy, how we're all one. It helps us perceive other dimensions and realities, but it can also like make us addicts, make us escape artists, make us unwilling to look at the truth, make us not see the truth of who we're dealing with. Like we can deceive ourselves with someone's potential. Like, oh, they're going to change. Or, oh, they could be this. Or, oh, they could be that. And I'll save them. That sort of martyr energy can come with Neptune too. And it can also be, like, it, it rules poisoning. And, and like, not realizing, like, sneaky poison too. Well, I guess poisoning in general. No, I guess it's not always sneaky poisoning. You could accidentally to... I've heard that the third leading cause of death in America is pharmaceutical drugs of one kind or another. So that's probably not like, you know, like in the Shakespearean times of poisoning. That's kind of more, oh, like we didn't realize for a while that it was poisoning you. But the poison where you've got like a an enemy trying to kill you secretly without you finding out, 
that is the poisoning of Neptune as well. So you want to be aware of that. That's that's kind of, I mean, that's obviously the most dramatic thing that can be going on. But I think Neptune's been busy all year making things very hard to see the truth of. And if I was going to pull the wool over on all the world, I would do it under a difficult Neptune transit because nobody can really see the truth when Neptune is is busy activating in a negative way. So keep that in mind. You might not be seeing clearly. You might, you know, don't make any massive long-term decisions because you probably don't have all the information. Wait until Mercury grows direct again, which which is coming up at the end of the month. I think it's like the 20... What day is it? I don't actually have it written down here. Um, Mercury goes direct... Is it the 21st? Ah, now I I should have checked this. Oh, there it is. It's the 18th. So Mercury goes direct on the 18th. I would say like hold back on major decisions until after that if you can. But if you can't, then you can't. But it's definitely a good time to be very careful with the details and be very aware of what might not be clear because you don't want to like, get yourself in a complicated contract or some sort of situation where you sign your life away and and you didn't have all the facts right things were being withheld so keep in mind that that mercury retrograde could be causing that on another level though mercury retrograde is a great time to redo things to revisit to reorganize reconsider all the rewords and Mercury retrograde go really well together. And it's not necessarily a time of plowing ahead, although it is a good time to like pick up things that you left behind and you can start them again during Mercury retrograde. Sometimes people show up from the past and cause us to reconsider maybe relationship choices that we made or put an end to some sort of un- unsolved emotional drama that needs to be fixed also you can find things in mercury retrograde that you've lost that's i think that's such a lovely one i've had really a lot of luck with that one (laughs) finding things finding money in my pocket that i didn't know was there finding things that i'd lost like earrings and just all kinds of interesting things in my life have turned up in mercury retrograde so it's not all bad but just take make sure that you have time to fix things if the communication gets complicated you want to be able to go in there and like go slow if you need to. Not Don't rush through things. Take your time. Libra's great with design and beauty and harmony. So if you do any sort of like redecorating, it is retrograde, which could add a complication to it. But also it can help you find like really great deals on secondhand things, which is new to you. So There is like a balance. Just make sure you don't like go totally wild and pick something up that or pick something out that you would never normally pick out because then you might be disappointed when Mercury goes direct again and be like, why did I pick the leopard print? And sure, it's great and it's earthy colors, but you know, or painting a color that you wouldn't normally paint. If you do that, you might have all the energy in the world to get it done and then find out that you can't stand the shade when Mercury goes direct again so you don't want to be stuck in that situation so just always obviously tread lightly and wisely and carefully and awarely awarely is not a word you want to be aware and that way no mistakes will happen the new moon is a great you know the three days after the new moon are a great time to begin things 
a little bit tricky because of the Mercury retrograde energy, but also great because Pluto has gone direct and Venus just moved into Sagittarius, like lifting us up a bit, giving us an opportunity to value the truth and for the truth to rise up. And then the Mercury and then the Mars on the eighth Mars conjunct Sun, that's powerful energy, like urging the communication of truth and honesty and balance and harmony, all that Libra and energy connection. We're going to be motivated to really connect. Tricky, the one tricky aspect on the eighth is, well, there's two tricky aspects, but the moon will be opposite Uranus. So it's that Uranus is in Taurus, the moon is in Scorpio. It's that that pull between wanting to go really deep and sort things out like Scorpio likes to do, wants to delve into the underworld. And this, the Uranus in Taurus is kind of wanting to shake it up, but not necessarily examine what they're shaking up because it's busy, you know, tilling up the old so that we can plant the new. It's a pretty, I mean, obviously, I mean, look at the world, right? So it's a dynamic time. And if you can stay focused on what you can create in your perfect little world to make you happy and bring joy into your life so that you can be vibrating on a high and healthy level, that's what you need to focus on. And then once you take care of, once you've got your oxygen mask and your vibration is stable, then you can be there to help others too. Because we need to throw everybody life, lifeboats probably, considering the situation. So that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Wishing you many blessings for this very dynamic time. Much love to you and much light all around. 